Hi, welcome to the Spiritually Minded Mom podcast, where every mom can find hope, joy, and God's hand in motherhood. You'll hear interviews with all kinds of moms who are learning how to navigate motherhood. Most of all, you'll learn that you have a partner in motherhood, a loving Heavenly Father who wants you to succeed and is always there to help you in your most important work as a mother. And now, here's your host, my mom, Dara Trendler. Welcome to the Spiritually Minded Mom podcast. This is Darla, and I am so excited that you're here today. I have a really great guest for you. Her name is Kristen Brown, and she has been married to her husband for about 10 years. And after experiencing five years of infertility, Kristen and her husband were excited to welcome boy-girl twins to their home. Kristen and her best friend, Lara, have a podcast called The Progress Project, and they talk about personal growth with conversations on how to improve little by little while giving ourselves plenty of grace. So I'm excited to dive in a little bit more and hear Kristen's story. So welcome to the podcast, Kristen. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be talking to you. Okay, well, let's just start off. Will you just, I mentioned that you have boy-girl twins, so tell us about that. How old are they? Tell us a little bit about your family. Okay. Yeah. My twins are about almost three and a half and they are so much fun. We, we have twins because we had about four and a half years of infertility. So we ended up doing IVF. We were thrilled beyond belief to get one of each at the same time. It felt really efficient, which I love. I'm a very efficient person. So it's been really fun to have two kids at once and I'm glad they were my first. Everybody says that. Thank goodness they were your first because now when you have one next time, It'll just be a breeze. So I'm planning on that. I'm hoping okay, next time. Or you might have you. two next time. <laughs> I know I someone know. that happened to. Me she too. Has, she has two sets of twins. So you never know. I've heard that too. That's what my husband wants. And I'm like, no, I, I, don't, I actually don't think I can survive on that little sleep again. <laughs> I know. it's uh, That is really a challenge. But what a great blessing to go through all those years. Oh, yeah. And then to, to have those twins join your family. That is so great. Oh, yeah. So you mentioned the struggle with infertility. I would love to hear kind of the spiritual lessons that you learned during that time. And was it a struggle spiritually? You know, how did you overcome that? What, how did it bring you closer to God? Yeah, it was such a struggle spiritually. It was, I had never really experienced any major trials in my life up until that point. So it was really kind of shocking to face something that I had no control over. I'd never had that before. I was literally uh, just at the mercy of whatever, whenever God decided to bless me with this righteous desire that I so wanted and felt so ready for. And so, yeah, for a long time, I felt a lot of resistance about it and feeling like questioning why it was happening and feeling like it wasn't right. And this wasn't the way it was supposed to be and that something had kind of gone wrong. And I think what was kind of the turning point is when I kind of learned, because I've always been pretty reflective. And I finally, I kept asking, like, what am I supposed to be learning from it? Kind of like, let me hurry and learn it so that it can be over. And the turning point really was when I learned that it was all about kind of just relinquishing control to God and, and letting him kind of take the reins in that part of my life and to trust that it wasn't that something had gone wrong but that this was actually like my particular school, you know, like this, this particular thing was meant for me to learn exactly what I needed to learn to be the kind of woman that I needed to be. So that was a really amazing point for me to kind of get to. And it was kind of towards the end. It was kind of right before 
our IVF started to happen and actually worked. And so it was really amazing to kind of experiment with that knowledge while I still was in the not knowing if it was going to actually happen and to kind of think, okay, well, either way, whatever happens, can I be happy? Can I find contentment? Can I find some peace and purpose no matter what happens in this area? If I never get to be a mom or if it's still five more years away, how can I still be the person that I'm supposed to be right now. And that has totally changed my life. And it's affected the kind of mom I am and the kind of work that I do now. And I wouldn't trade that for anything. It sounds like you really came to know and understand and trust in God's timing, which is not an easy lesson to learn for anyone. But we all have to learn that, right? We all have our own personal lessons that help us with that. And I also loved what you said about the importance of knowing yourself and your purpose and that, you know, your, your life had a purpose, even if you weren't a mother right then, or if it was years down the road, or if you did become a mother, like there's a purpose and it doesn't, it's not all wrapped up into motherhood. Right. So, so what have you learned about that? Um, I know you've talked a lot about using your gifts and being present in motherhood. How did, how did you learn really learn that, you know, this is what your purpose is and it doesn't always have to have everything be wrapped up in motherhood. Right. Well, I kind of had this question because I kind of kept thinking to myself, well, if this isn't working, if, if what I thought my purpose would be as a mother is not what is going to be, or at least not right now, then what? And at the same time, I was I worked as a photographer for a long time and I still do it a little bit, but um, we had just moved to California for my husband to go to law school. And so I was trying to restart my photography business in a new place. And then we moved again after his first year and started all over again. And it was just like all of that stuff just wasn't working. So it was like, okay, well, I can't make motherhood happen. I can't make my career that I expected happen. What is my purpose? What am I even here for? And I just felt so lost and confused by that. And just that, that word purpose, it like haunted me, like, what was I supposed to be doing? And it really led me on the best journey because it was getting me to ask questions related to my purpose and to kind of uncover what that could be beyond any roles that I might ever have, whether it's a role as a wife or a mom or my career, or my church service, or anything that I do, those are so important. So, so important. But they're not the only important thing about us. We have been given so many gifts and abilities and experiences in our lives. And those things give us just this amazing capacity to serve others and affect the world. And it can be in any way we choose. So there's just so much potential to find what you are meant to do in this life beyond the things that we, that are our roles. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. And okay. So I'm really curious. So you're going through this time in your life where you're not a mother yet and you're, you, you're having that struggle and your, your husband's in law school and you're moving and, and you're having to kind of redefine these roles in your life on a regular basis, it sounds like. So how did you dig in and really figure out these are my gifts? this is my purpose. You know, what were this, what were, were there steps? Was there practical things that you did that helped you to discover that? For me, it was writing. Writing is like 
this secret weapon, I feel like. Mm-hmm. And, and I always say writing is powerful for me, but I kind of wonder if it can be powerful for everyone, no matter if you consider yourself like a journaler or a writer, because it wasn't until I've always been kind of a journaler, but when I sat down and really explored these deep questions about the meaning of my life and kind of started incorporating it with how I was praying and really searching for these answers that were so vital to, to my future and to being able to find some measure of peace and happiness. I started to kind of, uh, as I wrote, I kind of started to see some themes kind of come forth. And I felt like I was starting to receive answers and revelation through writing, which was life-changing. And it became I don't know. It it just kind of became the way I could communicate with God and feel like I was actually receiving answers because I don't know that I've had a lot of those experiences that a lot of people have where you feel like you hear words in your mind or you receive kind of that direct voice kind of telling you the answer to something. But when I write and I'm really trying to be prayerful and connected to the spirit it's amazing what will come out of my hand with my pen. It's like, sometimes I look back at what I've written and I think there's no way that that could have come from my own brain. It came directly from God. And thank goodness that like, it's, it's written down, it's recorded. It's not only does it teach me this amazing lesson, but it's kind of this written proof that God communicates with me in that way. And every, anytime I doubt or feel disconnected, that's that proof again. And so, so I don't, and if there's anybody who's kind of feeling like they want to discover what their purpose is or what their gifts are, I think that that's a great way to get started is to just write about it. And I think part of that is asking yourself really good questions, like that kind of go beneath the surface of why is this not working or why is my life such a mess or whatever? Maybe asking like, what are my gifts? what am what do you what have you sent me here to do and it can even be kind of in a conversational tone like that that's been really a kind of a cool way for me to journal but when you start kind of peeling back the layers as you write i have just found amazing amazing answers that way i love this i really love this okay so i want i have a few a few follow-up questions for you. When you started writing, was it writing just for you? Like, was this in a journal that no one else was ever going to read? Were you blogging about it? Were you, you know, trying to get articles published? And then, and then when you write, okay, what are my gifts? How do you know what the answers are? Do you just start writing and let the spirit kind of guide you? Those are kind of two, I should have probably asked those separately, but that's that's what I'm curious about with this, with this whole writing and, and how you were discovering your gifts. Yeah, it's kind of funny because I did a little of both. I had I had a journal and I still have it sitting on my shelf behind me here because it's like the journal that has like all the answers to the universe in it, I feel like. Because I I feel like I had to start with it just being for me. But I did have a personal blog at the time that was kind of just for my writing. And so um, I started to share a little bit of it there. And I found that as I challenged myself to kind of put some of it out into the world, not everything, but some of it, I kind of found even more answers that way. And that was just a really amazing tool to connect with other people, not only who were struggling with infertility, which I did, but 
also to connect with people who were struggling with any kind of trial. And I, and I felt like that was a really cool way to just connect in empathy for anybody who's struggling. Um, but yeah, I think if you, if you kind of are asking this question and you're like, I don't know, what is the answer? What are my gifts? If you, I think you hit exactly on the head. Like you just have to start writing and see what comes out because as soon as you move and you take a step forward, even if you're writing, I don't really know what my gifts are. I've never really felt like I've understood what my gifts are, but I have always been good at this. Or as a kid, I started to realize this about myself or people tell me that this is true about me. Maybe it could be true that this is one of my gifts and you just kind of start exploring it. Even if you're writing the same things over and over and answers will come. I really, really believe the answers always come if, if you are kind of making that effort. And plus, when you have that on your mind, you'll start to see answers in other places too. You'll see them in the scriptures or in conference talks, or you'll hear about it at church or in a conversation with a friend. When you're out there searching, I feel like the answers just kind of come to you. Oh, I totally agree with that. Yeah. I've, I've seen that too in my life. And when you're describing this journal that is now so sacred to you, yeah. it feels kind of like you're writing your own personal scripture. Yes. You know, like exactly this is just for me. And I, we talk about, you know, patriarchal blessings, I think are a great way to discover gifts. I know when I was a young adult, I went through my patriarchal blessing and I picked out the things that heavenly father told me in there that were, you know, things that, that he had given me gifts that he had given me, but that's not all the gifts that, that I have. I know that I have others. And so what you're doing is so it's like your own set of personal scriptures, you know, that is so sacred and something that you can go back and look at and pull on in times of struggle and, and just have that communication with God recorded. That is so great. I love that. And I love what you've written about journaling too, because I think that there is just so much that we have access to kind of, you know, I say in our own brains, but I really just mean kind of in that conduit with God. And we just kind of have to open it up somehow. And whatever action that is for you, maybe it's, maybe for some people it's in like talking to a friend if they're kind of those verbal processors. But Mm -hmm. I think just taking a step forward, opening your journal, getting out a pen, sitting down to write and ask a question, having faith and being prayerful. And it's kind of funny that you kind of mentioned it being kind of your own personal scripture, because after all of my experience with journaling, as I read the Book of Mormon last year, and, you know, kind of went through it so quickly, like at the end of the year, like we did, um, I was, that was one thing that really kind of occurred to me as I was reading that is I thought, I wonder if these, these prophets who were writing on the gold plates, like, I wonder if they if they really knew what they were doing or was it, is it kind of like when I just sit down to write a blog post about some vague idea and then revelation comes and then it becomes something that I had like a tiny part in, but it was 99% God. Yeah. And it kind of made me look at the scriptures a little differently and even trust them a little bit more. If that, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. And I think, I think sometimes we don't even realize the impact of what we're writing down, even if it's just for us in a journal until later. Like I've had many experiences and I've, I've shared some of them where the writing really was significant because I went back and looked at it and realized, oh, wow. Like 
God was weaving so many things into my life that were exactly what I needed. And, you know, sometimes it's the retrospect of going back and reading what you wrote. And, and that really, you know, helps you to know, helps you to know that he's there and gives you that evidence. Like you said, I love that. It's evidence that of God's love and of, of the gifts that he's given you and what you can do with that. Yeah, that's exactly how I feel about it. That is so great. Okay. So let's, since we're on the subject of prayer, let's talk more about prayer. And one of the things that I know that you've talked about recently um, and written about in the past is about visualization as a way to communicate with God. So we've talked about writing and not everyone's going to be a writer and, you know, you might find other ways that you communicate with God. And that is a message I share all the time on the podcast that we don't all do it the same way, but by hearing other people's experiences, it gives us ideas about how we might feel God. So tell me about visualization and how you use that to communicate with God. Okay. This is my favorite thing to talk about right now because it's completely changed my spiritual life and even my like physical actual life, because I had kind of heard this idea of visualization in a few places, um, kind of towards the end of last year. And so when January came, I thought I really want to kind of make this idea of visualization part of my spiritual life. I didn't really know what it meant. I didn't really understand how I was going to do that. But I liked the way it sounded. It was sounded right up my alley. And I committed myself to like learning about it and just kind of experimenting with it. And so I ended up, I, I ended up feeling a little frustrated after doing some learning because I thought, I don't, I don't know if this is like what people say about kind of like doing it as part of meditation, which I love the idea of, but I had a really hard time making my brain kind of process that way and picture something in my mind that way. Um, and so I started, I, I came back to writing. I thought, I know writing works for me, so let's experiment with that. And so I came up with a short list of things that I wanted to believe or that I, that I wanted to be true, the kind of like that I wanted to create in my life. And I had it in my mind that, that I could, if I could exercise enough faith with these things, that they would become true. And because a lot of the things that we want to become true, we have some control over. Like a lot of it is just in our minds. Like if we believe something enough, we act a different way and kind of can create things in our lives. So I had, I think I had three things. And I, what I did was I, I started writing them down. At first I was writing them just the same sentence over and over. I think the first one I started with um, I was really struggling with getting and getting everything done. I felt like I didn't have enough time. So the sentence I chose was, I have exactly as much time as I need. So I started writing that down. I, I tried to write it five or 10 times a day and I got a little bored with that. And so I started kind of changing the language a little bit. And then that kind of evolved into just kind of journaling about that idea and then I started writing a little bit about, this would just be like five minutes a day. It was just like this very small part of my morning routine. So I started writing about that sentence and that thought, and then how I was seeing it actually being true in my life. So I would kind of practice the thought, and then it would be kind of in my mind, and I would kind of think about it throughout the day. And then when I'd come back to it the next day, I could say, oh, I noticed yesterday I normally would have felt really overwhelmed by this, these things on my to-do list. 
but I did something a little bit different. I had, I just decided to feel peaceful about it or whatever it was that I did. And then I would, I would just kind of record those little instances that felt like proof that I was believing that thought. Even if I didn't fully believe it yet, I was kind of on my way there. And so it turned out to be really, really powerful. I think that was, that last part was the key kind of writing down and noticing the evidence of it being already true. And suddenly I realized I was writing it one day and I thought, I don't need to write this anymore. I already believe this. And it was so exciting because I felt like it was this way to exercise faith that I had never considered before. And it was so powerful. It actually happened really quickly. And then I thought, okay, I believe these things. And then I could move on to new things that I wanted to create in my life. And it kind of blew my mind. And I've been using this practice ever since to kind of create new things, whether it's in my business or in my parenting or in my relationship with my husband or anybody else. I just am experimenting with how this, this, this way of visualizing can actually bring things to pass. And it's been amazing. Okay. So this is really great. So if I'm understanding correctly, you're writing to visualize. So you're kind of combining both together because you already knew writing was a way it's kind of a conduit for you. Mm -hmm. And so, so then you're, you're writing the things that you want to visualize that aren't quite there, but that you want to increase your faith in. Exactly. That's a a very perfect way to say it. (laughs) That is so good. That is so good. So you know, there's another idea for someone that, to use if you want to try something else that you haven't thought of before. And I think that's so great. And it doesn't mean that it would work for everyone, but you know that it works for you. And by your sharing, you give someone a thought. And I think it's not about that we have to like copy each other, which it's fine. If someone else discovers that, Hey, that works for them. That is great. But yeah. sometimes just by starting to do something, you tweak it and make it your own and you figure out, okay, this is a starting place for me, but then I, you evolve and you get to a place where this is really how I communicate with God. And it might change. Like you might do this for a while and then go, this isn't working as well anymore. And you might find another way. There's so many ways that we can communicate that's so much more than just, you know, a kneeling prayer, you know, the traditional way that we were taught to, to pray in the beginning, you know, there's just so much more to that. And I love that you're sharing that. That is so great. Yeah, I I really have felt a lot of excitement and freedom by like listening to other podcasts like yours or um I know you had a conversation with Brooke Snow and she's been a huge influence on my spirituality because um I just feel like like her method of meditating and prayer kind of opened up my mind to more ways of praying and So I've tried, like, I love how you've talked about journaling your prayers. And that's something that I've tried to incorporate too. kind of, like you said, in my own way that kind of works with how I think and how I communicate with God. And I love just kind of like taking these little snippets and of other people's ideas and trying them out, seeing what works for us, adapting them and then sharing them because it all just kind of builds on itself. And I think it keeps my spirituality really exciting and interesting rather than just doing the same things that I've always done. Yeah. And don't you think, I mean, I think spirituality is not like a, like a one-time thing or like a, you do something once and that's enough, or, Mm -hmm. you know, you're going to do everything the same way. Seasons change, things change. It's always, I don't know what the word is I'm looking for, but it's just always 
you know, it's always changing and growing and, you know, becoming different and adapting to what we need in our life at that point, because it, it changes, it's different. And I just, I love that God can, can, I mean, he is constant and doesn't change, but he knows how to meet us. He knows how to give us what we need. And I love that. Yeah. I just think it's so powerful to have conversations like this about how different people communicate with God in different ways. And I just think it gives us so much freedom and so many more options to open our minds to. So true. And, and we should never be afraid to share, right? Because you know, you might be sitting in a relief society lesson and, and having a discussion that, and you feel prompted to share a way that you communicate with God. Well, by your sharing that, then that gives someone else an idea. And, you know, it doesn't have to be on a podcast or on an Instagram account or, you know, share with your best friend on a walk, what you're, what you're learning about your spirituality or, you know, there's so many ways that we can share and build each other up. And those spiritual experiences really bond us and help us, you know, where we can be a sisterhood and, a brotherhood and a family of God in that way. When we share, I think it's really what he wants us to do. I don't think he wants us to share every spiritual experience that we have with him, but I think there are things that we can feel prompted to share and it will strengthen us. It will strengthen those around us. So I just really, I really love that you're sharing that. So good. Thank you. Okay. Well, we're getting really close to being out of time and I'm so sad because I really loved talking more about this. So I will link up in the show notes. If people want to go listen to your podcast, the product, progress project and you've written some things. And so we'll link all that up in the show notes so that people can come and find you and learn more about that. But I do have one final question for you. And that is how have you seen and felt God's as your partner in motherhood? Oh, I feel like I have come to just completely rely on God in motherhood more than anything else. I have found that the more I include him just in kind of even the practical stuff of planning my day and deciding what's next for us as a family or what, just what I need to do next for work. Or I mean, any little detail of my day, just trying to build the foundation of having communicated with him so that then I can make decisions from a, a place of connection with him. That has been the most valuable thing for me. Um, and I, I feel like I always think of this experience that I had when my, when my twins were just a few weeks or maybe a couple of months old, because it was my first real experience as a mother feeling like this very strong connection and guidance from God. Um, and I've relied on it ever since. So there was just this day that my, I was changing the baby's diapers and I think I had one in a crib and one on the changing table and my son I was, I think I was changing him and he was crying for some reason. And I was still a new mom, but I mean, I knew some stuff. I knew how to swaddle my baby and take care of, you know, check off the list of what he could be upset about. But I just remember trying everything I could think of, checking everything I could think of. And he just still was crying. And I thought, I have no idea what to do for this child. I'm out of ideas. And I remember just kind of looking at him. And I don't think I felt overwhelmed necessarily or overly frustrated, but I just kind of remember kind of being curious. And then all of a sudden I just started kind of doing something. It was like my hands just started wrapping him up a little differently than I ever had before. I can't even remember exactly what it was, but I felt my hands do something, wrap him up and I held him and he stopped crying. And I felt so clearly 
that God was like working through me. And like, we've used the word conduit. And I feel like that is exactly what I was in that moment. I was just the conduit for calming my child who was actually God's child. And I feel like that moment as a new mom gave me just this confidence in my own capability to do what I needed to do as a mom through God, because he was there with me and because I have divine help to do this amazingly important job. So that's the experience I always come back to. And I still feel like I feel so almost just lucky that like I was able to see that so clearly in the moment for what it was and be able to use that to kind of trust God for everything that was to come in the future. Yeah. I'm thinking what a blessing that you learned that so early on in motherhood. (laughs) He, you know, for some reason you needed that and he blessed you with that experience just, you know, just with a newborn to, to know that, that know that he's there and that he can guide you Yeah, actually physically feel him helping you that. That's so great. I love, I love your spirit and your testimony. You are a light. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing on the podcast. I so appreciate it. Thank you. It's been such a pleasure to talk to you. I know you have a million things to do, and I'm grateful you took the time to listen to today's podcast. I hope the episode helped you to know God is your partner in motherhood. For show notes, head over to spirituallymindedmom.com. For more motherhood inspiration, follow along on Instagram, at spirituallymindedmom. And if you enjoyed the podcast, share it with a friend. I would love it if you would leave a review and rate it on iTunes. This helps more moms to find hope, joy, and God's hand in motherhood. Have an amazing day, and remember, you are doing God's work, and you are doing it wonderfully well.